0: and very happy to be joined on the line to talk a little Packers football. You know him from WILDy and Tausch, the star of the WILDy and Tausch show. Don't tell Tausch I said that. You hear him on 94.5, the all-new 94.5 ESPN-FM and 540 ESPN in Milwaukee. Happy to be joined by my friend Jason WILDy. Happy we can do this. Jason, welcome.
1: Well, we, thank you very much. We've been friends for a long time. We have in common the fact that we are both uh, Mark Tauscher sidekicks. Right you on the post-game show on the Packers radio network. I still don't know how I managed to get my name first on the marquee for our show, but I'm, uh, we, we should have a little support group because we know Taush is the absolute best. And we, he casts a very large shadow, but we don't mind, uh, being in that shadow he's the best
0: absolutely not well I know you've been in Green Bay all week of course it's where you live but in and out of the locker room Jason it it really has been a unique week in Green Bay trades are not common in Green Bay and maybe under Brian Gutekunst they will be and you also had the the disruption if you want to call it that with Ty Montgomery what has been the most surprising aspect of this week be it player reaction the moves that were made how do you size it up
1: well there's a couple of things Greg. one, you know, I was I think it's very telling and not that, you know, Twitter or social media is ever a great indicator of anything. But I was I thought it was very telling that there were not many uh social media posts from players bidding farewells to Ty Montgomery or Haha Clinton Dix. There were a couple, but it was not It was certainly not like when Jordy Nelson left, for example. And so I I thought that that was a little bit telling. And then the most fascinating thing for me anyway this week was when Ty Montgomery spoke in the locker room back on Monday. And he took no responsibility for his mistake. uh, Gave what I thought was kind of a grasping at straws explanation that he wasn't sure if he was in the end zone or not. Which, in and of itself, is really an admission that you didn't do your job correctly, even if you're trying to sell that. And then spent most of his time not talking about how bad he felt that he cost the team an opportunity to win the game, but that he was so upset about that a teammate had spoken to Mike Silver of NFL.com and said what he did. And for me, that was the that was it. That was the last straw. And I co- talked to a couple of players who felt the same way that it was really one of those things where it wasn't realistic to have him back in their locker room again. So they found a trade partner. It's a conditional seventh-round pick. It could turn out to be worth nothing. Um, But they needed to move on from him, and I think there was, not to the same degree, but I think there was a feeling with the Packers that it had come time to move on from ha-ha Clinton Dix as well and get something for him, which they were not guaranteed to do in terms of a compensatory pick, if he left as a free agent after the season.
0: Jason, do you think these trades, and I want to go back to draft day as well, because the Packers acquired a second first-round draft pick in this coming draft, the draft of 2019. Are these trades in admission that the core, the depth of this team is not where it needs to be?
1: Greg, I think you're right. I I think that they obviously see some holes in the roster. You know, I, I am a... I don't want to use the word apologist, but I'm a Ted Thompson guy. Uh, I really believe in the way he built his teams. I think he built more than one Super Bowl team. They just had a meltdown in Seattle that prevented them from being a Super Bowl team again. But the roster itself was built correctly. Um, but his last three drafts, he was not the same talent evaluator and leader that he had been previously. And I think we've seen the costliness of some missteps in the draft. And so they are rebuilding their core to some degree and you need draft picks to do it. It would appear early returns that Jair Alexander is a terrific player. Um, Bill Belichick couldn't say enough nice things about him on Tuesday. Uh, Kenny Clark, one of the few players left from those last three Ted Thompson drafts is a stud. I think they're excited about him, but, there's some other holes that need to be filled. They don't have a lot of pass rushing depth. There's some concern, obviously, about the edge rush. So you need more picks. And, and you know, Ron Wolf used to always say, you want as many swings at the plate as you can get. Well, stockpiling picks helps you do that.
0: You know, I, I think it's an interesting position to be in. You know, in, in baseball, you use the term buyers and sellers and so on and fo- uh, so forth. I don't know that that's really used in the NFL. But it is, I suppose, to some degree, you look at this and say, well, they didn't really get anything for the now, so are the Packers any better today than they were yesterday? I can't say yes to that, but I'm not sure how much worse they are with the moves that were made.
1: Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm a little alarmed at how much we're agreeing. On okay, first it's enough of this. Central. <laughs> um, because I don't. they're def- they're not better. Look, no matter how you feel about ha-ha, Clinton they're not better without him on their team. Um, They're they're just not. Um, But they weren't assured, and and I had this conversation with the quarterback this week because he didn't even really know the rules. Because for so long, it was a one-way street in free agency, he was under the impression that you lose a guy in free agency, you get a compensatory pick based on where that player goes, how much it's worth, and what kind of season he has. Well, that's not the case. It's an equation that includes how many you sign as well. So for Brian Gutekunst, who intends to sign free agents, that, that equation may turn out to be a net zero, and they might not get compensatory picks. In fact, those people who know the equation well say that by signing Tremont Williams and Jimmy Graham, the Packers aren't going to get a compensatory pick this coming year. So in high Ha Clinton Dix, they got a fourth-round pick in this coming draft They've had some very good players be fourth round picks: Mike Daniels, David Bakhtiari, Josh Sitton, T.J. Lang. So they got something of value for for him that they may not have gotten at all because they have decided they weren't going to re-sign him.
0: Jason Wildy joining us on Sports Central, presented by Miller Lite. The Patriots, the Chiefs, I would say the Rams, the Saints—they represent the upper class of the NFL, in my opinion. I believe the Packers are in the middle class, and it's a very bulky middle class of the NFL. In fact, I think the entire NFC North represents the middle class. How many wins wins the North at the end of this season?
1: Wow, you know, I look at Minnesota, and I thought once they got that tie at Lambeau, that they were really putting themselves in position to win the division again. And since then, they haven't been very good either. They've been up and down. They've been inconsistent. So, you well know, I think... 10 five and one could end up winning it obviously 11 and 11 four and one would be ideal but I think 10 five and one would be the what the winner of Packer's Vikings on November what is that? Mem- November 24th November 23rd I mean that to me is going to be the game that will decide the division I have I, I think the Bears arrow is pointing up but I think they're still probably a year away from being where they want to be. Um, so I think it's going to be ten wins, and it could even end up being nine, nine, six, and one that ends up being enough.
0: Well, I just want—I don't want to hear "run the table" for the end of the season. We've already done that one. <laughs> There's got to be a new phrase. But I mean, it it may set up Jason where you have to win your last five games in order to make it, which the Packers have done before, of course. And and I think those five games at the end are more manageable, certainly than the stretch they're going through right now. But my goodness, it would be great to get one at New England or at Seattle or, or or something else. And and for me, in my mind, I'm assuming a win at Miami, and maybe that's even dangerous. But I think you got to find two wins before this stretch that ends with Minnesota comes to a conclusion.
1: Yeah, I think two wins would be the absolute minimum. You know, if they go two and three, obviously that's not ideal. I think you would feel great if you found a way to be three and two. Now, if you lose at New England, that means you've got to go to Seattle on a short week and win there. You've got to win the one home game you have against Miami, and then you have to go to Minnesota and win. I think wh- however many wins they come out of this five-game stretch with, I think one of them has to be at Minnesota. If they really believe that they're a Super Bowl contender and a playoff game, they have to go to Minnesota and win, and I'm not sure that they'll do that. So I'm really eager to see. I would really have loved to have seen what their vibe would have been like and what their locker room would have been like, had Ty Montgomery taken a knee and just stayed in the end zone, and Aaron Rodgers had led them to a come-from-behind win, and they'd given the Rams their first loss of the season. I can't imagine what a big confidence boost that would be for this team. Instead, they're kind of talking like, well, yeah, you know, we would have had a chance to win. We still feel good. If this was the best team in the NFC, we feel good about going toe to toe with them. Well, you didn't beat him. The bottom line is you didn't. And now you've got to go out and try and find some wins elsewhere.
0: He's the award-winning Jason Wildey. Check out Wildey and Tausch on the all-new 94.5 ESPN-FM and, of course, 540 ESPN in Milwaukee. Great stuff, Jason. Appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we can do this again. I'm sure we will. And hopefully I can pop on your program once in a while, too. That'd be great.
1: We will always find room for you. We've, Like I said, you and I have been buddies for a long time, so to be on the same team is really exciting. Thanks, Greg.
0: Excellent stuff, Jason. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend.
1: All right. Take care. Be
0: good. Yep, you bet. Jason Wildey, 94.5 ESPN-FM and 540 ESPN in Milwaukee.